Conversations on Growth with Medu Ayn Siegler. Your hostess for this series is Adina Arhiri, and I invite you to dive even deeper into the heated discussion on burnout. Is burnout ultimately marking an imbalance in our lives? Can we go as far as calling it a dysfunctionality? Or has it become such a part of who we are that we simply don't stop to think too much about it? Listen to the second podcast of Madhu's four-part series on burnout and set free your own thoughts and opinions. There are various reasons for, for getting to a dysfunctional stage, in my opinion. Some people do that because they don't want to go home. It just reflects a personal, again, an imbalance, avoiding something or the job is an excuse. We're, we're getting into probably there are so many reasons and so many aspects, it becomes very complex. This, this is um, why, it's, why it's so important to talk with an expert about it. So when, as soon as you have the feeling, okay, so something is odd here. I, I don't feel like my usual self. I... I might have enjoyed going to the gym, but now I'm too tired. Um, this this can be for like maybe a month, maybe two months. But if you if you have been too tired to do things that you actually enjoy um, for like half a year, then that's too long. So th- this is why it's so difficult to catch the early signs because they are almost built in in our performance culture. Like work is so important, that we perform is so important. We define ourselves through work. So this is why really a lot of the people, when, when they come and see me or come and see a doctor, they are actually already far down the road to burnout because it's... Um, we are so used to overwork ourselves. We are so used to skip lunch or have business lunches. We are so used to, oh, before I go to bed at, at midnight, I just check my emails. Um, and then first thing in the morning, six o'clock, I check my emails. Um, we are so so used to the idea, don't sleep more than four hours because then you're a tough, tough guy, tough person. I feel like these are discussions of self-worth and what you were saying a little um, earlier about um, it, sh- it shows that I'm important, that without me certain things cannot be done, um, that I have a key role in this organization, that I am making a lot of money so I need to continue to do that, that a lot of people depend on me. so. It, it sounds to me like it's, it's constructing this, this whole, like, um, all of these elements that around a person that makes that person believe that they simply have to do all this. I agree. I couldn't agree more. I mean, and, and, and this is why the name, the label burnout covers so many different aspects. Um, and, and, and it's tied to, to so many different aspects of, of myself, self-worth. Yes. How, how do I define myself? How, what are my values? Um, what do I identify with? 
um, what is what is this inner image that I have built how I should be and then how do I do when I compare who I think I am with who I think I should be so that there's like a whole lot um, around it and most most of the time when people come and they're on, on whatever step on the road to burnout, the, the, the most important thing is, I, I call it to stabilize them, to help them to gain energy again from appreciating who they are and what they have already done and accomplished and giving them access to their own resources again. From your experience, have you found people who have regained their balance in the sense of, I feel like there is a balance as far as work, personal life, and then within the personal life, your uh, the things you like as a person, and then your family, your friends. I feel like the pie is actually split in, in a lot more slices than we think in the sense of, work is not 80% of that of that pie. You know what I mean? We make it like that and we build it and the perception is that it has to be a big slice, like a big part of the pie, the, the professional aspect. And what I've noticed is that that is not a balance, although everything is constructing it to, to make you believe that it is, that that's how it should be. So what if we started uh, looking at the pie in the sense of, okay, only 40% of this is actually professional. That's, that's a healthy way to, to live. Is there any way from your experience and from your knowledge, because I'm not an expert by far, um, are there any studies, for example, are there any numbers uh, run to, to give us some guidelines as far as, okay, how many hours during a day you should spend doing your professional work and how many you should uh, free so you can do the things you are as a person, not, not as a working person. There are tons of articles and books out there and, and almost every book suggests a different percentage. And I'm... As you know by now, I'm not really a big fan of telling people how, like in a general way, how, how they should organize their life or how they should be or, or what, what is right for them. Um, so my approach is with the people, with, with my clients, to find out what their what their ideal percentage is. And then to see if their ideal is really based on an inner need and an inner well-being, or if it's based on an ideal image that they have from themselves. So that would be step two. And then step three could be, okay, let's try the ideal image. If, if you think your ideal world means you work um, 
don't know, 10 hours per day or eight hours per day. And then three times uh, per week, you hit the gym. And then um, once per week, you meet with a friend. And once per week, you go to the movies. And on the weekend, you're, I don't know, go hiking and do some sports with your friends and your family. So we, we, we have this ideal months, weeks, um, years in our head. And from, from my experience with my clients, most of the time when they really commit, they are able to live those idea, ideal for like, I don't know, two weeks or three weeks. And then they realize, yeah, that's my ideal and I can live it, but it's, I, I don't feel balanced, I feel stressed. And the ideal thing we have in our head, the ideal image, um, most of the time doesn't take into, into consideration who I really am and what I really need. So I have this ideal person I should be and this ideal person should be doing A, B, C, D. But I am not this ideal person. So I am who I am and I have most of the time different um, different needs and, and, and different things that actually fulfill me and satisfy me. So then what we then do is we say, okay, um, what is it that you feel comfortable with? And then when people actually like to work, it's often that they feel comfortable working 10 or 12 hours. It's only because they think they need to do something else that actually creates the stress. It, it can also be the other way around. I see your face. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just cannot, cannot um, see a, a person being happy working 10, 11 hours a day for a long period of time. And I, I'm looking as like uh, from the perspective of a, of a human being. <laughs> Do you feel like this is a the generalization or what you're telling me is an exception the person who, who who wants who likes to do that i i didn't do research so so i'm not in a position being able to to say this is gen this is a generalization or this is an exception all all i try to say is we are individuals and if i find that working 10 or 12 hours a day really satisfies me, um, then that's fine. And then I won't go into a burnout. If, if I realize, oh, and, and, and I'm picking extremes now to, to, uh, to, to make my point clear. So, and if, if I realize, okay, I'm the kind of person that four hours is fine with me and really the rest of the time I, I need to, take my dog for a walk because that helps me uh, clear my mind, then, then this is the right starting point to create my life around that. And then I, I need to realize, okay, that this need might change. So like for this phase of my life, it's, it's fine to work 12 hours. For another phase of my life, no, I'm, I'm rather doing six hours and take my, my children from the kindergarten or take them to school or whatever, or I found a new hobby. 
So I guess what I, I the, the point I really try to make is we are individuals and there is no one fits all. So there is no pie size that is good like for everybody. And, 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 and the, the important thing is that we start looking at who we really are and what we really need and, and acknowledge that and build our life around that. This concludes the second podcast of Madhu Einsiedler's Improvisations on Growth podcast series, this time focusing on burnout. Do you have questions of your own? Are you eager to share your thoughts or suggest interpretations that haven't been addressed? You are welcome to email Madhu at madhu at einsiedler.at and to connect on her social media. Explore even more when you read Madhu's insightful blogs housed on her website and when you join Madhu's Facebook group, also named Improvisations on Growth. Thank you again for listening.